This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners the real facts and the real stats about our local market. Heck, you wouldn't go into a baseball game without a well-prepared game plan. Well, real estate's no different. So we're going to provide you that information that will help you make a well-prepared game plan so that you'll be a winner in the real estate market. To help me out today, I have a couple of young guys here in the office. Um, this yes, isn't an office, it's a studio, excuse yeah. me. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, last two weeks, I even uh, started off with this is welcome home real estate rather than radio. I like that. I, yeah. I like that. <laughs> That's just a, a slip of the tongue. Yep. All right. First of all, we have Johnny Hernandez, a mortgage loan officer with Western Pioneer Financial. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's a pleasure uh, being here. All right. Yeah. And uh, thanks. Uh, you're going to bring your three years of mortgage experience to the table here so yes, that sir. our listeners can can learn a lot. Yes, sir. We also have Chase Holland, who is a realtor with uh, Western, Pi Western Pioneer. That's right. So, That's uh, me over here. All right. And how long have you been in the business? Two years. Two years. We're going on two years strong. All right. But I do have to say something about Chase. Two years. I just did an escrow with him, and it was like you'd been in 20 years. I appreciate that. <laughs> we like the good rolling ones, I right? didn't say that was a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it a little harder on you next time then. <laughs> I, can, I can vouch for him. I can vouch for him. <laughs> All right. Now, I want to compliment Chase on that because... That's the way real estate's supposed to be done. Okay. Real estate the right way. That's right. Um, answered your phone. You're responsive. If you think about it, we had a couple of major problems come yes. up that didn't even feel like problems we because right we communicated yep. our way through it. Yep. One, we had to change lenders midstream. Oh, yeah, it's 14 days in, right? And we still got it closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Wow. Um, and I think only five days late. After, yes, after the scheduled timing, exactly. Exactly, yeah. we were right on schedule. Right, and then an air conditioner that breaks just prior to close of escrow. <laughs> it's how it goes, right? <laughs> yeah. We got that one fixed, home warranty. Thank you to home warranty, right? Yeah. That's right. All right. But it was good communication and, and uh, two agents from different companies working together to solve and make uh, w one transaction go smooth. Yes. So, yes. Good job. I appreciate you, you too, Don. It was a really smooth escrow. And like you said, the communication was there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We are we have some interesting things to talk about today because real estate's been different the last few weeks a little different yeah they threw yeah. a wrench in us there for a second huh yeah kind of made us go back 30 or 40 years yes it's kind of like traveling around the united states without gps yep yep <laughs> that's exactly what it felt like oh yeah <laughs> you had to find a new route <laughs> yeah and what we're talking about there is our multiple listing service database went down and we really had to find homes for our buyers promote homes for our sellers the old-fashioned way yep yep basics, we had to go yes, looking sir. through the paperwork right <laughs> yeah yeah and 
way back when when I got started. I mean, I remember somebody giving me a three by five index card and say, "Hey, here's a new listing I got. Go check it out." Wow, wow, that that was a uh, not in my era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just don't rub it in about age. <laughs> We're all um, young cats here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. But um, what, was, what was that like, Chase, for you um, being a, uh, in, in the industry, being used to having a database where at the click of a, a mouse you could get information quickly? Yep. Um, what was it like the last few weeks? It made it a little bit harder. For sure, but when you stick to you know what works and you have good resources around you, people like Don or just everyone here in the community to help you, it made it a little bit easier. Um, but there was different sites that we were having to use. We were having to rely on things that we don't usually rely on, which definitely made it a little bit hard, especially on the comp side of things. When you're trying to run comps and you can't get it to our database, it's kind of near impossible, but there was other sites, like I was saying, that we, we were able to use what made it still good. So our MLS database has a fantastic historical resource. Yep. Uh, I mean, actually, you can go back and do comps on a home from 2005. Yep, exactly. Be because that information is still there. And thankfully, it is still there. It's back now. We just got it back. <laughs> yeah. Was that Tuesday or Wednesday we got it back? Tuesday, I, I think believe. it was Tuesday. Tuesday yeah, you're afternoon. Right. You're right. Um, so Chase, if you could tell the, the listeners out there, what actually did happen to our MLS? So yeah, it was kind of like a cyber attack. Someone was kind of holding it for ransom mm -hmm. and uh, we barely got it back. And uh, we had that influx of inventory. So we, we've had an inventory problem here in Fresno for a while now. And uh, we, we, we just had over in the last three days, five days, we have had fi over 500 new listings, which has boosted our inventory up to 1.9 months of inventory which is uh, which good for your buyers, which is really good for your buyers. Oh, that ought to be a relief for buyers yeah. to know that there's more homes out there. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. There's always positive in the negative, right? You just got to go find it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, and was this just local, th this MLS mm -hmm. thing? So any, any, any MLS that ran Rapitoni, so there were, it was about 10% of MLS, and it was nationwide. It was a nationwide attack, so... Mm -hmm. Now, our CRMLS was still up, but they, that was a little bit harder to get into, and that's not something everyone uses. So it did, it did kind of throw a little, little wrench in there. Right, right. Um, and I kind of liken it to GPS. Um, the, the houses are still there. They, they still had for sale signs, so you knew what was for sale. Yep, yep. Um, but without GPS or our MLS, our Rapatoni. Yes, um, it, it became a little harder and Hey, we even had to use our memories a we little did, bit more. We did. Exactly. The, the. Um, one of the good things that I noticed is that our ML, this was proof that our MLS is not just a database. Now, some of those third party sites out there, they are a database, but here's what our MLS is. Uh, it's, uh, an association of real estate professionals that work together in a spirit of cooperation to uh, put transactions together. Yeah. And boy, <clears throat> we really saw that happening um, where the association of people was st stepped up to yeah. make up for that lack of a database. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't know if you heard over there at Century 21, they were holding a, like a meeting every Friday 
um, to, for everyone to come and expose their listings any way they can. They would do it on their website. People were getting real creative. Like with group just chats, out. things yeah, like that, yeah. right? Yeah, People I've seen were that. People get, getting creative with the way that we were advertising our listings, which, it, like you said, the community just really came together. Mm. It was cool to see that. Um, I even had a situation where another agent who, from a different company, needed um, to find comps for her buyer on a listing that I have. Okay. Mm. And she came to my office. We worked together. Uh, I had to learn how to pull it off a different site this okay, time, yep. RPR rather than our MLS. Uh, a lot of acronyms in this business. There is, there <laughs> is. A little short, you guys. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, we worked together to provide that information. And lo and behold, we both learned how to use RPR. We had to figure our way through there. There we go. There, it's the, the learning process, right? I mean, we all kind of had to learn something a little bit new. Yeah, right. So, um, what, you said there's 500 and some new listings. New listings, yes. Um, God, that's got to be good news for, for buyers. Very good news, right? We've had that low inventory problem, shoot, for as long as I can remember. Now, do you think some of this could just be a blip on this radar because we were down for a while? Yes, yes. I think it's just going to be a short-lasting type of a thing. Um, and buyers need to take advantage of it while it's here because the inventory problem I don't think is going away anytime soon. Mm -hmm. All right. And um, Johnny, have you noticed that in the mortgage side of it that uh, buyers are getting a little bit more excited about? Uh, yeah, home? definitely. Um, especially with all these you know properties coming on the market. I feel like buyers are you know definitely starting to see that there's more properties out there. Um, definitely excited to see what's to happen with the open houses this week now that the mls is up so you know right after this chase me and got me and chase actually got an open house that we're hosting so hopefully some good traffic on there but yeah from from talking to my clients they definitely have been excited about you know things being up back up so all right it, and that's always interesting uh, uh, in our industry uh we can always go to our affiliate affiliated industries like yeah. mortgages home inspectors termite inspectors mm -hmm. and see if their business is up or down or yeah. how it's moving so um that's good i remember in 2008 when the market had just really dropped we were in the that recession yeah. era yeah um but just talking <clears throat> with affiliated members it's like you know the phones are starting to ring again yeah yeah now, it didn't show in the statistics yet mm. okay so the number of sales or, or home prices hadn't it hadn't had not shown an improvement however just the phone ringing more cars yeah. being in the parking lot at a real estate office yeah. or a loan loan office told you that hey something's about to happen mm -hmm. turn around turn around for the better right that's right all right when we get back from our first commercial break, we're going to talk more about um, why it's a good time to buy. I want to pick your brain, Johnny. Yes, sir. And, and see why, why is that. All right, so stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we're here with Chase Holland and Johnny Rod Johnny Hernandez of Western Pioneer Financial. Uh, one Johnny is on the loan side of that. 
Chase is on the real estate side of that. Um, all right. So I was just asking where their open house is. And of course, Chase starts to describe it. And I say, hey, just give me the address. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> as soon as you gave me the address, I knew right where it was. I said it was across from the school and just south of Shields. Yep, yep, exactly. You pinpointed it right on the spot. <laughs> hey. That's because I use AI, not artificial intelligence. Well, some might argue that mine's artificial. It's agent intelligence. There we right. go. That's right. There you go. Bit, agent intelligence. All right. Um, <clears throat> so there's all this negative talk oh, out yeah. there in the in social media in the media um i saw a national report about rates being so high um it's just not affordable mm -hmm. um now keep in mind that you know i know this is getting old but hey my first interest rate was 12 and a half uh my college professor showed us a mathematical formula of why interest rates would never go below 12% again. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That's a scare tactic in itself right there. Yeah. What were they in, like, 1983? And that guy gave me a C-, too, because oh, I, I argued him. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like when you tell them they're wrong, right? That's right. <laughs> All right. But anyway, um, why is it a good time to buy with rates wherever they're at? Um, I would say... Personally, me, it, it's it's a great time to buy right now with rates where they're at, just because you can always just take it from a strategical point with your lender. Um, you know, even though the rates are high, there's always a way you can still, you know, figure out the best, you know, the best situation wherever you're at, wherever you're in. So I would say, definitely with the, with the inventory higher, especially with what Chase said and MLS being back up. Um, it's, it's critical to get into the market right now with inventory being up and demand, demand being high as well. Um, I would say getting your offers out there for sure be a lot, lot easier to, you know, get them, get them in and, and, uh, put in those offers and communicating with those agents. That way you're not going for those bidding wars, especially with the market right now. It's, it's kind of cooling off, right, Chase? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would, I would add on to that, the, the, the inventory problem has always been a thing, and it got real competitive when interest rates were down there at 2.75, 3%, and that's why we saw those multiple offers. Shoot, there was properties where I was calling on, and we're talking there was 30-plus offers, even higher than that sometimes. Um, but right now, with, with the rates a little higher, it's not as crazy, but we are seeing the multiple offer system if it's priced right still. But you're able to get in on the house without coming out of pocket 50, 60, whatever thousand dollars out of your pocket that you might not have. And so you get in right now, maybe you get it at asking, or maybe a little bit above asking, but you're not having to come at that cash mm -hmm. out of pocket. So yeah. it's beneficial. Maybe you got a little bit of higher interest rate, but as soon as those interest rates drop and everyone else comes mm -hmm. back in the market, you're sitting on your house and you just refinance. Yeah, another thing too, um, just for example, for me, I had I had a client that is actually, he actually got seller credits too. So there's still seller credits out there being given out from these from these sellers from these sellers so take advantage of that use that towards your rate maybe buy it down get you a better rate that way we can get you locked into something better and um you know your 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 lender can reach out to you a couple months down the line and hit you hit you with a refinance yeah so explain to our listeners what a seller credit can do mm -hmm. for a buyer so for example seller credit um what it can typically do for for a buyer is go towards your your closing costs or it can go towards your 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 rate 
So it's less cash that you have yeah, to come yes, up with. Yeah, less cash that you have to come up with out of pocket. It's all from the seller. So Yeah, I just put one in yesterday. We got $10,200 towards our, our, our closing costs. And yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's still, still out there. there so still out there. We're, 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 I kind of see the hot spot for sellers when they start mm -hmm. getting a little bit more motivated is right around that 18 mm -hmm. to 21 days. They kind of they kind of get a little bit more motivated, and you're really really able to negotiate. So mm -hmm. if you're looking for a deal, look at something that's been on the market a little bit longer. Yeah, I you just said something about 18 to 21 days days on the market. Mm -hmm. That's been something that uh, oftentimes buyers look at that in judging a property. I want to put a little bit of caution out there with our MLS going down. That is not going to be a perfect way to look at things right now yep yep um there yeah. was there's some properties didn't get the exposure as soon as they got listed everything kind of went down kind of got a little bit uh everyone kind of let off the brakes the gas a little bit but not not on my end of things that's when you kept the brakes down still put deals together like you said before you just gotta ha you just gotta had had to get creative there for a little bit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i i Kind of what I'm saying there is like if a buyer looks at a property today mm -hmm. and they say, oh, wow, it's been on the market 18 days. I wonder what's wrong with it. Yeah, It could be that there was that limited exposure mm -hmm. for, what Possibly. was it 12 days that we were down? Yep, or, 12 yeah, 12 days. Right at 12 okay. days. Yeah. So uh, once again, look for the house that fits you, yep. not for the days on market. I agree of with course. you completely. I agree with you completely. And with that, the inventory going up there for a little bit, you're able to kind of find what you were looking for. For, for a while there, uh, buyers were having to just settle and kind of make it their own after the fact. Um, but you might be able to find really what you're looking for. I try to have my clients, I ask them, one out of 10, what do you, would you rate this house on your list? And it's not got to be a 10, but I like them to be right around an eight. An eight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to find a 10... Um, you probably got to have a million bucks or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're not wrong there. <laughs> All right. So, um, Johnny, getting back to the financing, um, how, why is it important to be uh, talk to a loan officer in the beginning of the process? I'm not saying mm -hmm. first, of but at least in the beginning of the process. Um, well, great question. I think it's it's critical to talk to a loan officer in the beginning of the process just to kind of see you know, where, where you, where you, you know, where you are in the market, um, what you want to look for that way before you go to your realtor, you know, kind of the price range you're looking at, you know, that way you don't go in blindsided. Um, but I would just highly recommend talk to your loan officer, kind of get the, an understanding of where you're at. Um, they should guide you through the process as, as simply as possible and, and just kind of give you some information on, 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 on where to start so one thing me and Johnny just ran into here recently is uh, even when you're listing a home you almost want to check where you're pre-approved at because we had a we had a buyer we were getting ready to list their home um, and we we fell in love with the new home and we were starting the pre-approval process and yeah. we realized we, we couldn't get to that purchase price and so that that we couldn't sell at the time being we could just kind of put him on a roadmap a game plan let's mm -hmm. get let's get him to where he needs to be and then we could look at that a little bit later down the road but if the finances or i really i really coach my uh, my clients up on looking at that monthly payment because that's really what it comes down to your monthly payment where you want that yeah you just said an interesting thing uh and i may have misunderstood you okay. but in being misunderstood it makes it interesting okay i like that <laughs> i like that I w uh, when a seller lists their home at a certain price and of course you know they're all most sellers have been licking their chops lately yep. like, wow i could get that 
might be good to see what's the payment going to be on that. Yep, exactly. That may bring a seller uh, down to reality. Yep. No, it really could. It really could. Yeah. All right. So how scary is it to be pre-qualified? I mean, that's a tough question. I mean, say scary. I mean, it just depends who you're working with, I guess, right? Um, Or or what skeletons you have in your closet. (laughs) Right, right. It kind of blows it all up, but it's not that bad of a process. Yeah. The reason, as soon as I said scary, I I think back to a a client that I brought in to be pre-qualified. The poor guy was sweating. <laughs> he, I mean, he was so nervous. And then when he found out he could actually buy a home, uh-huh. it's like, whoa, yeah. it wasn't so bad after all. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it just depends on the process, honestly. As, as long as you guys are in communication, I don't think the process is scary at all. I mean, you, you can be a first-time home buyer and not know anything about the process. As long as you have the right guidance, I think that's all that matters, honestly. So when it comes to when it comes to being scared, I think it's a choice. Okay. At the end of the day, so you mentioned the right guidance. Uh-huh. Um, there's so many people that think, "Well, I'll just get pre-approved mm-hmm. online. This way, I don't yeah. have to see anybody." Mm-hmm. But I don't know that they really get any guidance. <laughs> no, definitely not. I, yeah. had a, I had another deal recently, about a month month or so back. We uh, we got under escrow. We had a pre-qualification from Chase. And uh, we were pre-qualified up to 370. We got an offer accepted at 350. And we actually had a f- we had a fallout because when we got into escrow, she actually was only pre-approved for up to 300,000. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a big difference. It's because these online agencies really don't dive deep in mm-hmm. what they're looking at. Yeah. Oh, going back to the transaction you and I had. Yes. Um, that was not an online thing, but it was a out of town large lender. Yes. And. Uh, and, and fi- I think the buyer finally got mad when they found out their loan officer was trying to take me to school and, and teach me that FHAs always take 45 days. Uh, that, always, huh? Yeah. And, and, and I, I said, well, gee, I know that that used to be true like 25 years ago. Yeah. But now <laughs> I, I've seen them done in 21, 21 days. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, 21 quick. There you Shoot, go. We got over to the, the new loan officer, and it, sh- it was almost less than 21 days almost. Yeah. yeah, right. And that was an FHA too? It was FHA. So it's all talking to the right people. you got to be set up in the right mm-hmm. room. Right. Um, all right. So this is good information. What should a potential uh, borrower bring to their pre-approval meeting with yeah you. for sure i would say um if you're a w-2 earner definitely your two years of w-2 so 2021 and 2022s um your two month bank statements the bank statements that you're going to use towards the down payment um, a lot of clients i know have cash so make sure you keep it keep it and, and let your lender guide you as best as possible from there and i would say your 30-day pay stubs for sure and obviously a copy of, of, of your identification what about self-employed self-employed so if you're self-employed then it's your 1099 so it's going to be your tax return so it's going to be your tax returns from 2021 and 2022 as well can you buy a home if you haven't been if you don't have a 21 you're you're Mm self-employed but maybe you just started your business in a year ago yeah 22 so i know if you're doing the same um um line of work 
and you switch over to self-employed and you want to start your start a company of the same line of work that you've been worked for the past two years, then definitely, yeah, you can. You can switch over to self-employed and still possibly get qualified because I know according to guidelines, you can have that that uh, gap between as long as you start the same line of work on what you worked with before previously. How much of a down payment does somebody generally need for if they're self-employed? Usually self-employed, just depending if they are uh, first-time home buyer. If they are a first-time home buyer with FHA, it's 3.5. With conventional, it's 3%, depending on their credit. Okay. Yeah. And that's going to be pretty much the same if you're employed or self-employed. Yeah, same employed, self-employed, same thing, yeah. All right. Um, how long is a pre-approval good for? So usually it can be good up to uh, 60 days, but you can always extend it. So it just depends, like 60 to 90 days, depending on how, how uh, you extend it with your, your uh, lender. Is it easy to extend if, you, let's say, during that 60 days you went out and bought yourself a new truck? <laughs> <laughs> well, we would have to check your credit again, and, you know, that's, that, that can be an issue, especially if you just bought a new truck, and maybe those points might just be dropped, dropped down already. Comes down to the debt-to-income ratio. Yeah, right? so. Right. And that and, digs into that. And so I think a, a good way to look at this for our listeners is you can all, as long as you have decent credit, yeah. you can qualify to buy a home. Of course. The question is how much? Of course. And that, that comes down to that DTI, debt to income. Mm -hmm. So what, keep, keep that debt low. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got to say. Um, rule of thumb. If somebody makes, uh, for every thousand dollars that they make, rule of thumb, how much can go towards their mortgage? Uh, usually, I would say um, there was actually a. I, I had seen this recently. Um, it was a monthly payment. So just to show you how much a monthly payment um, affects you. So let me just pull it up here real quick. So, for example, uh, removing sixty dollars off your monthly debt is equivalent to adding about $10,000 or more to your purchase price. So if you, you remove you know, $600, which is equivalent to a car payment, that's equivalent to adding you know, 100000 extra onto your mortgage. So That's interesting. Yeah. So somebody who is looking at homes and maybe they're not finding yeah. what they want at $250,000, uh -huh. if they sell the vehicle, get rid of the debt, maybe take on a, yeah. lower, a, a smaller vehicle, uh, or less expensive, mm -hmm. now they can buy a $350,000 home. Exactly. exactly. And they'll probably like that more than the two fifty. dollars yeah, yeah, most definitely. Got to get creative with it. That's, that's what this business is kind of about, kind of seeing what the wants and the needs are. You kind of mm -hmm. really have to dissect that Yeah. and, and really find out what their needs are mm -hmm. and then kind of get the wants, whatever wants come in later. And that's making your home for your family a mm -hmm. priority yep. whereas that really nice expensive car payment maybe isn't the the greatest yeah. uh, long-term thing for the family i've seen some people look at homes and it's like they don't want to part with their refrigerator or their couch and it's like oh no my couch will never fit in there. <laughs> but yeah. this is a good location it's got other good amenities but the couch won't fit <laughs> Let's buy the new couch, right? Let's that sell that would one. Be my thinking. <laughs> and with that kind of thinking, let's go to our next commercial break. <laughs> Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. I'm proud of the house we built. It's stronger than sticks, stones, and steel. It's not a big place sitting up high. 
Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, we have Mr. Johnny Hernandez, a mortgage loan officer with Western Pioneer Financial. You're probably not used to being called Mr., huh? <laughs> not really, not really, but hey, I can get used to it, though. <laughs> All right, yeah, it has a good ring to it. Yeah, uh, Mr. Chase Holland of Western Pioneer Real Estate. So, um, Western Pioneer has two divisions? We do. We do. It's actually a great community. Uh, whenever you have a question, there's 40, 40 other loan officers to get answered. Or you mm -hmm. help on the real estate side, there's 40 other real estate agents in the same office. Yeah. So it really makes it work. Mm -hmm. Scott's a great guy. Yeah, that's he's what a great I was guy. Say too. Yeah. Scott, our broker's right there too if we need to go that extra step. Always yeah. there. He's Scott there. was on our show a few years back. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Ratings nice. took a big hit. But, you know, <laughs> but, but we came back. <laughs> we'll make, sure back. You, make sure you tell Scott that. <laughs> All right. I definitely will. <laughs> Hopefully, we got up after this one. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. It, and I like it because you guys are locally owned. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a local company. Mm -hmm. Um the photographer I use, he says, oh, yeah, I know Scott. I went to school with him mm -hmm. in, I guess, Clovis High. I think that's right, yeah. Did I he go to Clovis right. High? Okay. Yeah. Who's the photographer you used? Because I think I used him yesterday. Josh Lopez. Okay, okay. That wasn't the right guy. That wasn't <laughs> the right guy, but. All right. Um, anyway, I'd like to get into this concept now. Let's say somebody bought a home 10 years ago. Okay. And then they refinanced three years ago. So mm -hmm. they got this really cool 3% interest rate. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't want to move out of here because I don't want to lose my 3% rate. But yet, you know, there's more kids in the house now. More The family's growing. Yes. Um, you can afford more. But you, who wants to lose that 3% rate? It's, it's almost like yeah. free money. Yeah. So almost so because uh, it did get pretty close to zero there yeah i know close this so, has been huh yeah so what's your advice for somebody like that that says you know we really should be moving yeah. we need more room we need more space um or move to a different city because that's where i work now yeah. but i don't want to lose that three percent rate so where do you go with that? Yeah, you'd be surprised how many people we're running into that same situation with. Oh, but yeah. uh, I try to coach, just coach them through the process. We're actually mm -hmm. able to hold on to that low interest rate, what a lot of people aren't aware of. You hold on to that house and you start your investment portfolio. What that looks like is if say that your, your rental rate in that area is $2,000, you're able to take 75% of that to counteract your debt to income. So say it would be if your mortgage is 1500 and you're, you can rent it out for 2000, you take that 1500 because you're able to take 75% of it, and that would basically almost wash that mortgage so you can go get pre-approved for more mm -hmm. and you start your investment portfolio that way. Or another way to look at it, maybe your income's gone up so you can afford it anyway, Yeah. whether it was at 75% or 50%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I know you're you're an investor in the area. Have you, have you done something similar to that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I bought my first five homes. I, I would, I bought one, moved in, lived in it, uh, saved up uh -huh. some money, bought another one and kept the old one as a rental. Mm. And then I did it again and again and again. And pretty soon it's like, you know, this is all right. It works, right? It, it kind of works out. <laughs> Just keep rolling it over. Yeah. And, and um, at the time, <laughs> you guys are going to laugh. At the time, I didn't want to lose my 12.5% rate. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good yeah. back then. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's like, darn, that's that's a good loan. Um, yep. I don't want to lose it. Yep. Um, so I kept it. And so if you look back now, 3% going to 6 or 7%. Yes. I, you're still good. It, yeah, it's just that subtle shift. Everyone got used to that two, 3% interest rate, mm -hmm. which we'll probably will never see again. And so that's why sometimes you might want to hold on to it. But, but Don, what, what, what's the highest interest rate you saw? What's the highest um, interest rate you've seen? Yeah. Uh, it was the month that I decided to go into the loan business, and I became okay. a loan officer. Oh, wow. 18%. I wow. heard about those 18%. Yeah. <laughs> and, and somebody might say, well, yeah, but things are different. The houses were only at $60,000 yeah, back then. Yeah, but um, minimum wage was $2.35. <laughs> Everything's changed. Yeah. Yeah, gasoline wow. was 50 cents. <laughs> yeah. So things have changed. And really, the, what I've noticed, it's not that prices have gone up. Mm -hmm. It's that the value of the dollar and what it buys has gone down. So you need more dollars to buy the same thing. Mm. And I think that's the uh, a theory of economics there, yes, uh, yes. of inflation. I, I was listening to this podcast that kind of touched on that, and I've really never looked at it this way. So say you go buy a $300,000 home right now, you get it at the price of today's dollar, but with inflation, by the time you pay it back, you're actually in a sense paying it off cheaper because that dollar has just decreased in value, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It yeah. was a, a kind of a little mental shift for me there. Mm. I remember uh, one of my employers back in the early 80s getting all excited because uh, minimum wage went up. Mm -hmm. And I go, why would you be excited about that? Now you got to pay all of us. 15 cents a, uh, more yeah <laughs> yeah he goes, because it's going to cause inflation uh what's good about that he goes it's going to make my real estate values go up <laughs> and i always thought he was crazy for that but the more i look back he he may have something there <laughs> he might indeed indeed invest now it's always the right time to buy because right. real estate it, always has that trend to go up and and the great thing about a home is you always get to use it yep so those first five that i bought I'm not going to tell you that it was all roses and all. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of hard work in there, made some poor judgments and poor mistakes as far as uh, selecting tenants or or uh, selecting work people to, uh, you know, contractors to do certain work. Yeah. So I made mistakes in there. Um, but looking back it sure paid off for sure and, it, and you got to learn a lot from it right oh yeah i always coach up my clients to the ones that are renting i know i know seven percent seems like a high interest rate but when you really put it into the terms when you're renting you're paying you're paying someone else's mortgage off and you're paying a hundred percent interest it's not going to anything positive in your future or for your family mm -hmm. i like what somebody taught me one time it, it, he said first of all you buy a home for two reasons one to first and foremost to use it mm -hmm second for the investment all right then he said yeah. the investment is going to go up because of four things um, one of them being inflation if the value of the dollar goes down inflation goes up uh -huh. um, your home is worth more automatically because you bought it at a fixed amount the second one is appreciation um, hey our central valley is being more and more appreciated um, so people are moving here. Mm -hmm. uh, if you buy in a, 
uh, nice, desirable area. That's more appreciation. The other one is sweat equity. You know, you can take the worst house on the block and make it the best house on the block or at least move it from the 40 percentile to the 60 percentile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the fourth one that we all forget about is principal reduction. Mm. Get your loan balance to go down. Uh, you know, just by making <sighs> monthly sure. payments, that will go down. And what if you put in an extra $100 a month regularly? Mm. Boy, now it's going to really go down fast. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And that's less interest you're going to pay in. Yeah, yeah. So um, what if you paid an extra $100 a month in rent? Uh, what's that going to do? <laughs> Absolutely. That's going to put an extra $100 in your landlord's pocket. They might be a little happy about it. <laughs> right. They might not kick you out as fast. But that's another thing. These investors these days, they're seeing how much they can get for those rental properties. And they're serving their tenants that have been there 15, 20 years that have been good, no, no problems, a 60-day notice. And these tenants are just having to up and move. And it, it just comes as a shock. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, what what are some of the pitfalls though of being a one home landlord um so you you buy you keep your home at that three percent rate you move on to another one you make the old one a rental what are what do people need to look out for definitely the tenants that you put in there that yeah. really matters uh here in california they protect the tenants over the landlord which is not like that in every state but if you have a good tenants in there, they're not going to trash your property or anything like that. That's going to hold the value of your mm -hmm. property. So who, who you get in that, who you, you got to screen everyone before you even think about putting someone in there. Yeah. All right. So that's important, the right tenant, because yep. they're going to be using it, keeping it, maintaining it. Yep. Very, very important. And then they have to have that responsibility of knowing that rent's due on the first. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, because you're going to, and it's not all profit for a landlord. It's yeah. not like they're just going to take that money and put it in their pocket. They're going to put it in their pocket, move it to the next pocket where they the pay their mortgage, yep, exactly. pay their property tax. Yep. In many cases, property taxes are 20% of, I, mm. I know it's only 1% of the purchase price, but on a monthly basis, well, it's like two. There's a, there's two cycles out of the year, right? That you yeah. pay back the taxes, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, somebody who rents their home for fifteen hundred a month may be paying three thousand a, a year mm -hmm. in property tax. That's where I was going with that. Yeah. Yeah. So the land, the tenant can't look at it as, oh man, this is all just profit. It isn't. Mm -hmm. It isn't. And then you got to think about repairs too. When that AC goes out, depending on how long you've held it or maybe a new roof. Um, but what you gotta keep in, in mind as a, a landlord is that you're also, th that tenant's helping you pay off, pay off the property. You're probably gaining some value depending on what the market's looking like and mm -hmm. it's appreciating over time. And it's just a way to uh, invest and get rich in the long run. Mm -hmm. All right, with that, we're going to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, we have 
Mr. Chase Holland and Mr. Johnny Hernandez, both of Western Pioneer Financial. Mm -hmm. Johnny's on the lending side, Chase is on the real estate side. Um, we've been talking about a lot of things here, but one, I wanna go to uh, why you shouldn't wait to buy a home. That's a great question there, Don. You know, it really comes down to everyone's trying to time the market. They think they know what's gonna happen and they end up sitting on the sidelines for 10, 15, however many years it is trying to time the market. And that whole time, that's all the sweat equity you could have gained in your property. Buy now, buy now and hold. That's always my best advice because nobody really knows where the market's going. And um, it always, through time, the trends have shown that it all, real estate always goes up. Uh, actually, a cool stat I read into was 92% uh, of millionaires are in some realm of real estate. Mm -hmm. Well, and the thing about market timers, I always thought I was a market timer. Then those first five that I bought, yeah, yeah. I look back and it's like, wow, I bought at the top of the wave each time. Okay, okay, <laughs> but but where are they at now? I'm looking good now, <laughs> <laughs> sitting on the beach. That's right, there you go. That's right, enjoying with, with them the now. Tall corona. The yeah, yep. yeah, there we go, Corona. <laughs> um, yeah. So the difference is hold. If I had to have sold those right away, yes. I remember one of my very first ones. I bought it for $52,000, and within two years, I'd say the value had dropped to 42000 mm. Okay. But too stubborn to lose, I yeah. kept it, and I kept it. Um, and, and then what I did is uh, when I finally did sell it, I sold it for 90000 mm. but the principal reduction had dropped a lot, so I had like $75,000 equity. Okay. I put 20, I bought, I did a 1031 exchange there we go. and bought three homes off of that mm. uh, with 25,000 down, which made the cash flow. And so I, I took a negative and turned it into a positive, but the key was time. Yes. Uh, had I, if I would have had to have sold in the first two years or five years, I was going to lose. Yep. But because I had the, stubbornness yes to wait 10 years 12 years it, it yeah. paid off you don't lose until you sell right so I, hold hold on to that one yeah i think uh they you have you had that uh d delayed gratification feeling that's what it was yeah that delayed gratification you you kept yourself you know still to i'm glad you saw that yeah yeah it's yes. a delayed gratification i recognize <laughs> hey, it yeah. someday my ship's gonna come <laughs> <in>. <laughs> and, and you'll have all these rental properties to show for it that's right. And the social media these days, uh, it's uh, flipping houses is getting to be a big thing. Oh, um, yeah. Just everyone's trying to do this Burr method and everything like wholesale. that. Whole, wholesale, whatever it is. But if these people realize they buy it, maybe they fix it up a little bit, not as much. Put mm -hmm. some renters in there. How much, how much equity can happen in 10, 20 years? A lot mm -hmm. more than what they just sold for. Sure. Through the use of those four drivers, principal reduction, sweat equity, appreciation, and inflation. Yep. Mm -hmm. You give it, give it enough time, those things will make you come out ahead. Yes, exactly. All right. Um, also, to do this, to get started, though, you got to have some credit. So, Johnny, I'd like to ask you for some credit repair tips. Of course, of course. Yeah, so um, as far as like credit repair tips, working with clients day in and day out, and you know just just seeing what their credit is like, um, I would say definitely number one tip is keep. Obviously, most of us might know this, but keep that credit card under that thirty percent balance 
for sure help your credit score um, jump up. Another thing too, if if you're you are somebody that is um, you know dealing with collections or maybe late fees um, that need help on that end, um, re reach out to a professional for sure. Um, it'll save you a lot of time um, as far as like reaching out to a credit repair specialist. Um, myself, I do work hand in hand with a credit repair specialist. Actually, in fact, I include that into my process. So the way I deal with clients and help them through the credit repair process is I go ahead and check their credit first because that's necessarily what you have to do when you know, you're in the mortgage industry. You have to check their credit first. Once I check their credit, see what they need help with. If it's something like collections, late fees, I go ahead and send them out to my credit repairs team that I work with hand in hand with. So what, what usually happens is I get a monthly report helping the client every single month as their credit score is reflecting. That way, even though the time's not right to buy a home right now, when it does come time, I'm on top of it, making sure you guys are ready to go with the great reflected yeah, credit put, score that we needed. That so yeah, it's, it's all about the roadmap, so. Yeah, a lot of people, I feel like they're kind of scared because they know their credit's bad. Uh, but when, when they talk to someone like Johnny with yeah. his expertise, he's really able to get them there that much quicker than them trying to do it on their own. Maybe they're paying off things that aren't helping their credit as much mm -hmm. when they can be putting that towards something else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's always, like I said, it's always good to, you know, s seek that guidance and, 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 and yeah, get pointed out. in the right direction. Yeah. And just cause you had bad or have bad credit doesn't mean you have to have bad credit in two years mm -hmm. right. or five exactly. years. Exactly. That's right. Um, if you owe somebody money, go talk to them. Mm -hmm. Say, Hey, what can I do to make this right? Yes. Exactly. Yes, exactly. It's never uh, too late. It's never too late. Yeah. Some people will give up, but I'm telling you, it's never too late. Just reach out. What was that story? I think it was Colonel Sanders from Kentucky Fried oh, yeah. Chicken. Didn't he go bankrupt at uh, yeah. age of 65? And then after that, yeah. started one of the world's biggest franchises. Yeah, he's it's insane. never too late. Exactly. Don't ever give up. And that's in all aspects of life, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. What are the most common credit issues out there? So you've got credit mm -hmm. cards that are too high. What, what, aside from that, what else do you see? Um, as far as credit issues, I would say um, late payments for sure. Uh, late payments. So make, you, make sure you're checking that date you're supposed to, you know, pay your credit card off. Cause I, I, I understand too, you know, we're human. We forget. We have day to day where we forget things and, you know, I get it. So just make sure you're, you're checking that date because you don't want to get hit with the late fee because that, that affects your credit score a lot for sure. Yeah, and, and here's something too. Keep life simple. Like <laughs> if you have five different credit cards and yeah. they, they all come due on different dates, mm -hmm. yes, it's easy to get mixed up uh -huh. and, and pay something late. Yeah, that automatic payment will be your best friend too as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get that automatic so, payment yeah. set up because <laughs> that thing will save your life. <laughs> all right. How about somebody that had uh, maybe got injured at work? Uh -huh. They they have medical uh, bills to pay. So with medical, um, interesting fact, mortgage tip here. Um, if it's not over two thousand dollars medical debt, we don't have to count it against them um, on their debt. So if it's up below two thousand dollars, we don't have to count it um, according to their debt. To Is that something ratio. new? Because I hadn't heard that before. No, actually, it's according to guidelines. I think it's FHA and conventional. I think mm -hmm. conventional, you might have to count it. If it's above two thousand, you might count like 0.5% of the total but uh towards the monthly but yeah if it's under 2000 medical you don't have to collect it yeah all right great uh and see these things change over time mm -hmm. it's like that 
a big lender who was trying to tell me FHAs always take 45 days. Mm. Yes, that was true. But not, not, <laughs> not anymore. Nope. Not, not anymore. on a Johnny loan, though. Not on a Johnny Capital loan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, okay. Uh, if, if somebody goes and closes down their credit cards, is that going to help their credit? Do not close down your credit cards. That's the number one thing you shouldn't do is close down your credit cards because the moment you close that credit card, that's the single moment your credit is going to drop dramatically. So, yeah, don't close down any credit cards. Also, too, if you don't use, I think it's like if you don't use your credit card within the span of one to two years, I think, um, they shut it down automatically. So keep keep an eye out on that, too, as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, we just have a, a minute or two left. So, okay. Chase, I want to ask you, what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? Yeah, today's show is great. Uh, just talk to a professional. Maybe uh, get on that right roadmap. It's never too late, like I was saying. And it's always the right time to buy. It's never, it's never, it's never a bad time to buy. Mm-hmm. All right. Johnny Hernandez, what, what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? Um, I would say... Be as transparent as you can uh, with your realtor, with your lender. Um, we're just here to help you. Um, I feel like we get a stigma of like, hey, we just want to treat you as as a sale. But no, genuinely, if you're working with somebody like Chase or myself, we know how the process works. Um, you know, we're just trying to guide you the best ways possible and get you into a home eventually later. So I would just say be transparent with your with your lender, with your bro, with your uh, realtor. And um, try to be as communicative as possible with them. That way the transaction could be smooth. All right. Well, I want to thank both of you guys for coming in today and helping us out and, and helping to educate our listeners. Mostly, want to, well, I want to thank both of you, but also thank our listeners for tuning in and being loyal listeners. Oh, yeah. We appreciate, right. we appreciate you. you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. All right. Well, we'll be back again next week. Uh, So keep it on Welcome Home Radio every Saturday morning, 9 to 10.